on this episode of the cap episode 122 season one episode 22 here with my good host rj levichin i am nate sperlin on this episode we will be talking about two new projects we have two new projects one from lil uzi vert and future titled pluto baby pluto and the other from two chains titled so help me god and then we're going to talk about the upcoming album from meg the stallion good news it's going to be good news if you know what i'm saying Yo, 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 it's your boy, RJ Liebchen, here with my boy, Nate Sperlin, and we're back to cap the week. It is your weekly tour in hip-hop, and we got a few topics to talk about, man. St. John, While the World Was Burning, dropping on November 20th. What you think about that, Nate? You hyped for it? Yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped for St. John. Uh, his last project, I believe, I, Ghetto Keddy's Love Songs, I believe the name was was really really good um trap featuring little baby goes hard there's so many other songs on that project that goes hard i really like how he also fits into that box where similar to travis with that rock star auto tune vibe however i do think that his the spectrum in which he delivers his music from cadence and beat selection is different from Travis's. But either way, I'm really excited to hear what St. John has to bring. Uh, I don't think there's a track list out yet, but I'm, I hope there's features on it. Um, from the two singles that I heard so far, I think that it's gonna be consistent with his last project. So again, I'm really, um, I'm really excited to hear what we have from St. John and hopefully he'll be your next favorite rapper. But up next, we have Lil Baby deading all the feature shit, saying, I'm done with fucking features. It's time for me to come out with an album. Now, I will remind you, RJ, that he did announce an album about a few months ago titled Lamborghini Boys, where everybody on it owns a Lamborghini. RJ, I have two questions for you. One, how likely do you think that this album that Lil Baby is now in album mode about is Lamborghini mode? is Lamborghini boys excuse me and secondly how excited are you for it what are your expectations for it oh excuse me my fault and third question do you think that this album yeah there's a lot of questions we talk about it all with Lil Baby but the third question is do you think this album will help Lil Baby's case for being the MVP of rap in 2020 um I don't think that it's gonna be Lamborghini boys if if it's a 2020 project, I feel like Lamborghini Boy is going to come out 2021, if anything. Um, I do wonder how extensive the project is going to be. Um, my term was very long, especially with the deluxe that was added. So I am intrigued to see how long the project, whatever project that he drops is going to be. Um, and then I would probably say... You know, like I'm hyped for it. I think that little baby is 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 a good artist. So I think that um, if he's gonna drop fire, then I'm definitely here for it. Um, but I don't think I don't think that he can do anything to help his MVP case. 
um, at least with the last like remaining six weeks or whatever it is of 2020, I think that he's he, the year is kind of wrapped up, and I don't think that anybody could take it from them from him. Even if Uzi, even if Baby Pluto Pluto was amazing, I don't think that it could have taken away from Lil Baby. Um, but that being said, I think that you know people's MVPs are regarding different things. But yeah, to answer your questions. I think that it could be Lamborghini Boys, but I I think it's something else. Um, I am hyped for it, but I don't think that it would help or hurt his MVP candidacy. But next, we got Lil Uzi. We actually got two retirements on the slate. Lil Uzi said he's going to drop two more albums and then retire. I know that you're a stan. I know that you're, uh, you're in a fret about that. What you think? Lil Uzi has already retired once. Honestly, I think that Lil Uzi saying that he'll retire, I believe it when I see it. Um, Lil Uzi retired, I think, was it, uh, I think he retired in 2019, quote unquote, 20, was it 2019? Yeah, he retired in 2019. And then he came back with Free Uzi and then gave us the two masterpieces of Sanguine Paradise and That's a Rack. And then, uh, yeah, he gave us three songs last year and they were all heat. So... If Lil Uzi retires, I'm sure he'll find another way to still remain in, at the forefront of our minds. Um, if he does retire, if, if it actually is true, and after these next two albums, uh, he doesn't release any more music, what a run. I think that he's going to be looked at as one of the most underrated rappers in the hip-hop. And I think that when people actually go back and do the digging and the research on Lil Uzi's career that they're going to realize how much he was taken for granted, especially now where he's essentially one of the biggest artists of 2020 and he doesn't really get the love from the award shows that you would expect from a big artist in 2020. But finally, like he said, another another announcement, another retirement. We have an announcement and a retirement here from Westside Gun, your, your stand base, your standum, your stand kingdom, RJ. Uh, Griselda, Westside Gun. Uh, he already announced that his next album is going to be his last, and it is titled Sincerely Adolf. But also with that, on another podcast, the Joe Budden podcast, he also announced that he's off Shady Records. So my two questions to you is, how much do you think, first of all, how much is it going to hurt that Westside Gun is retiring? And secondly, do you think what do you think Sincerely Adolf will do now that he's Westside Gun is off of Shady Records? Do you think that's going to have an impact at all? Um, I think that we got to see. Um, I feel like the word retirement and all these things, they get thrown around weirdly. I mean, Westside Gun is an older rapper, by the way, even though he's popped kind of recently. But I don't know. They have discographies that are so lengthy that I think that their retirement will make them crystallize in the way that they should and will make people appreciate them the way that they should be appreciated. Um, So I'm not necessarily hurt. Uh, You know, there's a lot of artists right now that I would be upset if they retired because they don't they didn't drop enough, you know, Um but I think that's, you know, Westside Gun dropping four projects in a year. 
you know, that gives you the ability to retire because he's already had so many stuff, so many albums, and they put in so much work. So, um, I am interested to see how Griselda moves. You know, I know that they're not vocal about any issues that they have, but it is interesting that they would be breaking up um, after such a uh, such a. What's the word that I'm looking for? After such a prolific year, it's interesting to see what this is. You know, I'm, I'm expecting Armani Caesar to start going off. Like, I don't, I don't know what all these things mean as Griselda as a whole, but um, I do have high hopes, and I think that um, I think that Westside Gun is one of the better rappers, and uh, prayers to Benny because he got shot in Texas. But I think. Griselda isn't dead yet, and I think that we still need a a Griselda project as a whole before I before I put any nails in any coffins. All right. On the other side of this break, whether you're listening to us on IGTV or Spotify, you will be hearing great commentary. We will be breaking down the new album from Future and Lil Uzi Vert titled Pluto Baby Pluto, as well as the new album from Two Chains titled So Help Me God. Yes, sir. You know what time it is. Welcome back to The Cap, your favorite weekly tour through hip-hop. This is episode 122, season 1, episode 22. I am your host, Nate Sperlin, here with my gracious and just an overall beautiful person of a host, um, RJ Levichin. RJ, how are you doing today? Wow, that was really nice. Thanks, man. Um, I'm, I'm good, tired, but, um, you know, trucking along. You know how it is. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I'm 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 chilling, man. You know, I one thing I will say I hate how um dark it gets now. It's like four thirty. Yeah, it's already like nighttime. Like damn, that's that's pretty fucked up. But um, yeah, we got we we have some great topics to talk about this week from Lil Uzi Future dropping finally, finally, finally. We talked about that. how many times did we talk about this? So many. So many times, um, three, three, four times, five times. I don't know, but Lil Uzi and Future finally dropping their collab tape, uh, Pluto, Baby Pluto. We have Two Chains dropping his tape that we that was also pushed back and we talked about a lot. So help me God, and also Meg the Stallion finally announced her debut. I think this is her debut album. I'm pretty sure called Good News, and we have the track list ready for you. So we'll get into all that, but first. The This Is Upstate Awards. Once again, your favorite weekly tour through hip-hop is nominated for the Podcast of the Year Award. So if you be kind enough to go to thisisupstate.com and just vote for us, you can vote three times every day. Um, help uh, help me and RJ make our mothers proud and get us that award. Good <laughs> talk. Thanks. All right. So where do you, RJ, where do you want to start? Let's start with the um, with the album that we've been anticipating for our whole lives. <laughs> yeah, I definitely came out my mom like, yo, when is Uzi and Future dropping? Um, <laughs> Lil Uzi and Future, 
Pluto, Baby Pluto, 16 tracks, 55 minutes long, no features. So before we even get into this, RJ, when you first saw this track list and you first saw um, the fact that there were no features on this project, were you concerned at all? Were you encouraged? What What did you think about that? Um, I don't think that I was concerned because they're both versatile artists and I feel like Uzi and Future kind of attacking the different sounds that they can both execute at together. You know, there's no features needed. So yeah, that definitely didn't um, throw me off. Did it throw you off? No, no, no. I didn't bat an eye. Like, oh, okay. okay. That's cool. Yeah. Look at, look, at, look at Future featuring on Lil Uzi and Future's project. Look at singing Future featuring on this Lil Uzi and Future rap song. Look at that. That's all that happened. <laughs> um, I'm like, first, first glance, album cover. What did you think? I hated it. I hate it. Really? I hate it so much. Yeah. What do Explain you think? That that, what is that? It's just stupid. I, I think that it's. I, I don't. I can't see it. It's I not think... what Pluto. That's not even what Pluto looks like. What I gotta do with Pluto? <laughs> I no think sense. it was two two astronauts just like in a place where they were mad colors, and they were like, "Yo, you're gonna be astronauts in space." And since we don't really know everything that's in space, it's plausible to guess that. I think they just made like a huge um, scientific guess that uh, space is full of mad colors, and they just put two astronauts there, like, "Yo, this is space." I think that shit is fucking ugly. And I, I hate that it reminds me of that meme of um, Mr. Krabs, like when all the people pull up on him with the color patties and, uh, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that it, it looks like that meme. It looks like the world is like shaking under them and I hate it. I think it's just ugly. That, I, that was one of my favorite memes for a while, but let's, let's dip into the actual product. We are, I know your guy, you guys aren't here to hear us describe images to you on this podcast on spotify and apple Podcasts, but we will describe the music and the sounds that you could probably go ahead and listen to after you're done listening to us thank you for that by the way um 16 tracks like i said rj what were your first initial thoughts on this collab tape from future and lil uzi it was a little bit underwhelming um i think that it i gotta see if it grows on me because i think like super slimy definitely grew on me a lot and um and I think that I liked it as time went on so I got to see about that with this album you know it just came out but yeah I think that my initial thing is I was a little bit underwhelmed I thought that there was going to be more I thought there was going to be more standouts I don't feel like the standouts were as great as I expected them to be what about you um I, I, I don't think I was I think starting off I feel like this project was very good I think that it starts off slow it definitely starts off slow but it gets better as you keep listening to it I think that um, the hits are definitely at the end we'll get to that later after we're done breaking this down fully but I think that overall that this was a very good project it really showed uh, both the artists ability to rap and sing and be on weird beats and be on traditional trap beats like every like everything you want from future and Lil Uzi they just did it together and I I have no problem with that I thought that was good um I think I do think though that 
when we're talking about being underwhelmed because I, I I do think I would be inclined to agree with you but then at the same time comparing this album to the rest of the albums that we got this year just like in general from solo artists collab projects everything I still think this is definitely uh better than at least 80 percent of the albums that I've listened to this year so I say that to say to, to add to transition to asking you this question when you say underwhelmed do you mean underwhelmed because you thought that this project should have been better because of Lil Uzi and Future being on it or are you underwhelmed compared to what you just expect from the average hip-hop album I think that I was underwhelmed in what I expect out of a Future Uzi album I think those two artists are massive they have massive hits together they have massive hits by themselves and that them in the booth together working on a whole project, I think they should have gone for a more cohesive look. And I think that they should have um, they should have made a classic. That's what I feel like. You know, I feel like when Kanye West and Jay-Z dropped Watch the Throne, that has set a precedent for... A-list rappers coming together to create a project. And the way that artists keep missing that quality level upsets me. I guess I don't, you know, I don't really expect many artists to match Kanye and Hove. But at the same time, the chemistry that I see between Uzi and Future, especially because All Bad is one of my favorite songs of the year. But Mm -hmm. when I think about it, all Bad would probably be the best song on this project. And I have a problem with that. I'm, that that mm. is a pro, that is a problem for me. Hmm. Okay. Make, make with, um, with what you will. I don't know. Because <laughs> that, that, listening to you, that kind of made me think. Do you think... Well, you're probably, you're probably going to say no, but... Uh, do you think that the best Future and Uzi song, like in their entire careers, like together, like making music together, do you think that that song is present on this project or do you think it's something that they've released before? It's something that they've released before, for sure. W- what would you say that song is? Probably Too Much Sauce. Mm-hmm. I, was th- I was thinking Too Much Sauce. I think for the for to avoid being redundant with you, recognizing how great too much sauce was i think i also want to point out as a personal favorite of mine seven million on uh i think that's a little uzi's that's the third that's the third project he put out the black one with people like going through the door and stuff i, I don't know why i'm not remembering the name right now um but yeah i think that that song um is also really good i do think that there are a few hits on this project i do think that their chemistry was still present but also i think and rj we were we were discussing this earlier do you think where would you rank this project in terms of all of futures collab projects he's worked with drake he's worked with young thug juice world and now lil uzi where where does this one rank on that list of four that i just gave you i think it's three I'm not going to give you the list, but I'm going to tell you that it's three. Oh, you um, fucking tease. Give me the list. Nah, nah. Because I because I know that we disagree with, with our lists, but I, it's all, that's all on preference. Um, but I definitely think that 
slimy, super slimy is probably my favorite. And I would say mm-hmm. that, um, um, I would say that what a time to be alive to me on an impact level is the biggest, um, impactfully, but I feel like I gotta, I gotta give this new one a little bit more time before I compare it and see where it, where it lies, whether it's third, whether it, it actually is third or last or second. I gotta see. Cause I don't mm, know for sure. Okay. Well, what it sounds like is that you would put in, let me know if I'm wrong. You would put super slimy first. Yeah. Or what a time to be alive. So super slimy, what a time to be alive. As of right now, as of this taping, because obviously you have the right to change your mind. But as of right now, you have super slimy, what a time to be alive, Pluto, baby Pluto, and then world on drugs. That's your four. Probably. Okay. I think I dis- I disagree with that. I think with that, I think commercially, without a doubt, what a time to be alive is the best is the most successful project but in terms of for me personally what project is the best as a fan i think that i would go with either and i'm still deciding this um but i think i i have to let this one sit with me a little bit more but right now it's between pluto baby pluto and world on drugs um i think that the i think that the chemistry with world on drugs really impressed me like young thug and future they're two artists who were established at that point but juice was still coming out and still um he was still developing uh he was more in a he was in a more developmental state than future and young thug were when they were making their project so i think that that project impressed me more also i'm i love just world more um uh not to say uh, young thug did his thing as well but i think the most disappointing one for me would probably have to be What a Time to Be Alive, just because it's arguably the two biggest artists of 2015, um, Future and Drake on a project. And I think that that project should have been so much better than what it was. Not saying that it was trash, but I do think that it was under, if you want to talk about underwhelming future projects, I think that one is one of the most underwhelming future collab tapes that we've had. Yeah, I can see that. I definitely can see that. Um, I think that I was also just mostly confused. I don't know. I think that I expected more commercial hype over these two artists than what I saw. I feel like people were more excited for the 21 Savage um, Metro Boomin album, Savage Mode 2, than they were hyped for this. And I, I don't think that makes sense when we think about comparing the fan bases behind the two different projects. But... At the same time, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, it just doesn't have the standout hits that I expect, especially from two of the most successful commercial artists of the last ten years. That's mm-hmm. the only. That's you know one of the big things that underwhelms me. What are your top three favorite songs? Um, my top three favorite songs. Hmm. As of right now at least mm-hmm. probably Marnie on me real baby Pluto and uh, Rockstar China hmm okay I think I mean like I said I think that the songs at the end were the best ones um I have right. four four must listens and I think I have I have Lullaby with Lil Uzi. That's the that's really the in all of the Lil Uzi songs that I've listened to. That's really the most 
introspective song, the most thoroughly introspective song that he's really put out. Uh, you can say EXO Tour Life, but even on EXO Tour Life, he didn't really go into detail as much as he did on Lullaby. I think Lullaby is definitely a standout for sure. Um, she Never Been to Pluto is the best beat on the project, in my opinion. You have I Don't Want to Break Up, which is kind of a return to Rockstar Uzi, the way that he hits the cadence, um, the way that he hits the hook. It was beautiful. And finally, I think that Bankroll. Bankroll song, is yeah. another very, very good song. One honorable mention, because it is fucking catchy as fuck, is Off That. I think Off That is just, just them saying Off That towards the end of the hook is fucking crazy um but overall i think that this project had a really good mix of producers too i think they had a zaytoven on it uh dj esco brandon finessen like so many uh i believe turbo was no i believe wheezy was on one of these uh beats as well so just the the versatility and picking producers and being able to make every beat sound good and murder every beat i think that's impressive within itself um i think that when you think about the the cohesiveness of it i think there's some cohesiveness i don't think that it's really much for you to really listen to one song then need to listen to the next one i don't think so on that level but i think that if you wanted to you can um especially two times three times four times you can still do that um i also think that one of the reasons why it started off slow for me and rj tell me what you think about this i think that uh you it starts off with them rapping a lot and when you when you think about Future and Lil Uzi separately, uh, of course it's they can rap. Of course they're really good rappers. They're some of the best rappers in the game. But when you when they hit the singing notes and stuff as well, that's what really sets them apart. And there really wasn't much of that till towards the end. It, it felt like it kind of felt like a spectrum where. The, the start of the album is the heavily rap songs and then the back of the album the end of the album is really the songs where they're singing and then the middle kind of converts from rap to singing um rj what do you what do you think about that what do you think about that sequencing of starting off by rapping and then finishing off with the singing hmm. i think you know i think that they have the ability to do either whatever they want so i think that um, the way that they sequence, you know, songs and the project as a whole uh, is necess- is really up to them. Um, because I feel like, you know, both of them could go off for a crazy verse and both of them could go off for a crazy hook. So I think that it's it's the balance in general is is what I'm looking for. I look for and how. Um, and how large the spectrum of music is for the project. Because I feel like Future and Uzi can make a lot of different sounds. And I think that I, I got a lot of different sounds. So that was kind of important to me. But um, I also think that it's me. It's For me, it's more important about how they're going to execute um, their different styles and make them combine. Rather than whether they're going to go rapping first or... or are singing first so I, I just think that they can they can do whatever they want because they just are that good i think that um they can they can interest the listener starting with both for sure hmm. all right um last question and this is going to be somewhat of a segue before we actually nah fuck it let's let's save that for after we're done breaking down this next project two chains 
So Help Me God finally came out uh, this Friday as well. Gave us 15 tracks, 15 minutes, Young Boy Never Broke Again, Lil Wayne, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Duval, Kanye, Brent Fayez, Mulatto, Kevin Gates, Lil Uzi, Chief Keef, Rick Ross, and Schoolie are featured on it. RJ, what were your initial thoughts on 2 Chainz' So Help Me God? Um, it was good. Not as good. Another, um, kind of underwhelmed me. I think I was under the impression that this was going to kind of be like 2 Chainz's cruel winter album. Like when he recorded all of those fuck, when he pro- produced all those projects for Nas and Push, like I thought that this that this was gonna be in that same realm, and it definitely wasn't. Um, I kind of wonder what the intention was of this project because I don't really know what he was trying to achieve, but um, I don't think that we we didn't get the major hit. That I think that I was expecting. A little bit underwhelmed by the Kanye song, not gonna lie. Uh, I didn't think that the Uzi feature was necessary. But I think I think that it was a pretty good album. I think that it was good. I just think that I thought I was going to get blown away. And I wasn't. So that might be my own fault. No, I, I agree with you. I think that I wasn't really blown away by this album. I think that over the time, over uh, the course of Two Chains' career, he's become one of the most consistent artists. Where he's not gonna he's not gonna give you a project full of hits, but at the same time, none of the songs are gonna be trash. And he did that again. There isn't really a trash song on this project. But at the same time, like RJ, like you said, uh, there isn't really a hit either. I think that they're somewhere floating between good and better songs um i think that there were multiple hit attempts though which kind of throws me off a little bit because i think that if you're going to really swing for that home run or that touchdown whatever metaphor you want to use i think that you should try to uh i think that for it to be i feel like it should be necessary you know like I i feel like it should work on some capacity uh i think that the kanye song was kind of an attempt for that i thought that the song with lil duvall ty dolla sign was an attempt for that as well uh quarantine thick um money maker those were the two singles i'm not sure if he released the third one but those were definitely two singles i think overall um i also think that he could have used some of the features better uh i feel like he should have messed with kevin gates more uh, I feel like that could have been more of a. I, I feel like looking at the track list, um, I one of the songs that I was excited for was to hear Two Chains and Kevin Gates, and that did that kind of disappointed me with how that came out as well. Why? Why? But why I, were you hyped for that? Why were you hyped for that feature specifically? Two Chains and Kevin Gates. Yeah. Um, I think that Kevin Gates is someone who he's also one of the more versatile rappers in the game he he has good verses whenever he shows up on features at least in my experience so and also two chains being someone who typically meshes well with a bevy of artists i thought that kevin gates with his versatility would be able to slide into whatever two chains was trying to do 
um i didn't expect them to really just be rapping like to have the whole song be rap or to be trading lines on the hook i thought if anything kevin gates should have been on the hook with the things that he can do and then two chains gives a verse and then kevin gates gives his verse and that's the song structure but yeah that's 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 really it that's what i was really anticipating right okay you said you had a you want to um you want to do favorite songs? Or you have another thing you want to talk about? Um, because there, there, I actually do want to bring up what you said, um, before. This man, this man, ladies and gentlemen, this man claimed that Two Chains should stop making hits. He should, he should quit making hits and, and start trying to really talk to these people. You want to explain yourself, Nate? Feels like I'm in, being interrogated, but I, I, I'll go ahead and do it. Um, I think that Two Chains. I just, when I think back to rap or go to the league last year, I thought that the songs that he did better on were the ones where he was really able to rap and explain shit, like actually give us his, show his talent of being able to be a lyricist on some level and being able to just make good music uh, while just like giving us, like not really making us, giving us hits, but at the same time, kind of giving us songs where there was a level of introspection to them uh, the beats weren't really out of, weren't really uh, on some club shit. It was really just some soulful, I'm going to kick some shit to you. Um, and I personally don't think that this album is better than Rapper Goes to the League, the one that he put out last year. So just looking back on how much I enjoyed Rapper Go to the League and also looking at some of the songs that I enjoyed on this project, I enjoyed the songs where there again it was the same formula as Rapper Go to the League where it was a jazzy beat or some type of smooth mellow beat and he was just rapping on it versus trying to make something that was catchy. So I think that this project would have been more cohesive if he aimed for that, the side of the more smooth uh, lyrical breakdowns versus trying to make catchy songs see the reason see the reason why i think that like why that kind of surprises me is because i i do agree i want him to go for the more soulful stuff but i mean when i think about some of his biggest songs especially off pretty girls like trap music like it's a vibe and good drink is that they weren't your traditional trap hit they were much more laid back vibey hits and i think that that's where two chain i think that that's another wheelhouse that two chains needs to continue to execute on um and working with just different artists where he's not trying to make necessarily the bangers for the club but he can still make songs that are like really really lit um and that are really really catchy and i think that two chains clearly has that ability and i think that, that he should not stop to start you know i, I don't think that we we don't follow two chains for lyrics we never have um, so I want Titty Boy to keep making hits. I just I just had to make sure that the audience knew that you were bugging. I mean, I'm I'm really not though, because even when you like, w- even when you look at the type of music that he was making in 2012, when he, I believe was his first based on a true story, when that came out, um, the one that really blew him up when that came on his his music was way more hit driven than it then than it is even now. So it's clear that he's, uh, as he's gone on in his career, he's matured, for the lack of a better word, in terms of the content that he's trying to put forth and the execution of his music. So I just wanted to see him take another step in that direction. Okay. 
I, you know, I'm fine with that. I, I'm not, I, I ain't got nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. I mean, keep, keep the hits coming, bro. Um, yeah, but you, you said so. Favorite songs. Let's go. Let's do favorite songs. Um, favorite songs: Southside Hove, Eleven, Vampire, Twelve, and Can't Go for That, Five, featuring Lil Duvall and Ty Dolla Sign. Okay. Um. I'll take Can't Go For That as well. Great song. Um, Southside Hove was good. I really wish that Feel Away was a better song. But I'm going to go with Save Me. Yeah, that's my third one. Yes. I, that's, shout that's out that Rick Ross feature you can, too. You can chalk that up. Shout out, shout, yeah. shout out that Rick Ross feature as well. Definitely didn't, definitely didn't see that coming. Yeah. Glad that they could make that happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, so to kind of put a bow on our album breakdowns, what I saw there was a lot of you talked about when we were talking about Lil Uzi and Future's project about how you expected for there to be more hype around it. Um, there were some people out there in the Twitterverse who thought that Two Chains' album was better than the Future and Lil Uzi collab. What do you what do you think about that? Uh, I think that's very untrue. Um, I think alone, Uzi and Future gave me closer to their gave me closer to their regular performance than I think Two Chains did. Um, although I was underwhelmed with both, I think that I had more I had more hope in Two Chains. And less excitement into into chains, but at the same time, is I think that the high I thought that the highs on two chains could be as high as any of the highs on on the Uzi and Future joint, and I think um, that just didn't happen. And I think that Uzi and Future made a more cohesive, um, vibrant uh, album. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I don't I I don't understand I don't understand. I genuinely don't understand where it comes from. Not saying that Two Chains album was trash, but it compared to Lil Uzi compared to Pluto, Baby Pluto, I don't think that Two Chains' album was uh that good. I think that I think that Pluto Baby Pluto is by far the highlight of the weekend. Not to say that there's really any more albums that really came out um that people should have been looking forward to. But I do think that for this week, the story of uh, this November week was Future and Lil Uzi finally dropping their collab project. Um, but it's time to speculate for next week. RJ, Meg is coming. It's time to get some Meg the Stallion. Now I'm hyped. You know, I mean, I already, I already think that um, seeing a scissor feature, bro, that locked it in. I'm in a year. I don't care. Fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, but, but for real though, um, yeah, SZA being on it, lot, lot, a lot of good features, um, and I think that I'm, I'm really excited to see what she raps about. Again, I think that you know she's gone through a lot. 
she has a lot to give us. It's the winter. I don't think I don't even think that she would be trying to necessarily drop anything uh, crazy club oriented. But we got to see because I think that she is also one of those natural hit makers. So she could be going all all for hits. So we got we got to pee because that that Nicki Minaj Doja Cat song. I I can only see that being them trying to make like a massive hit. So we got to see. Yeah, right. I, I just to just to read off the listed features on this track list that is 13 is that 13 mm. 13 14 tracks long we have young thug that was a single that already came out don't stop uh down south girl with the neptunes Nicki minaj doja cat city girls and WAP with Cardi B that that's all already came out and that's the reason why that song that that album is probably gonna go gold when it comes out because that song did crazy numbers but I I'm I'm interested to see what she raps about the album's called good news hopefully she has some good news for us in this shitty ass year um yeah I, I think that the one thing that I'm really and we talked about this already but like the one thing that I'm really gonna be focused on is what she's rapping about I feel like I will be disappointed if she doesn't really have more of a if she doesn't have more of reflection or some introspective lines in her music i think if she's just trying to make party music in november that's that would be confusing for me especially since it's looking like we're gonna go down into another lockdown um where people aren't gonna really be outside to enjoy it in that case i feel like she could just hold it for when we're done with this coronavirus thing but Meg the Stallion is still growing. She's still adapting. She's still trying to figure out who she's going to be in this music game. And I'm excited to see whatever whatever direction she goes in. I'm sure she's going to be successful in it. It's just a matter of which one she's going to pick. Oh, man. I, I want, I want a, uh, two women in rap to do a collab album. I'm still waiting on that. I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm still waiting. Yeah, there's, there's, that would be hopefully next year, man. Hopefully, the reason why we haven't gotten one this year is because of Corona, and it's there's some shit that we just don't know about yet that's in the works. Yeah, which, Chica Tierra Whack collab album, crazy. I'd be more hype about. I'm I'm more hyped for that than the K dot J Cole. Don't watch that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I feel like I feel like your hype for the K dot J Cole is just um you wanting to hurt yourself at this point because it's nah, not No, I think that I've just, just like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I've anything. accepted that it's never coming. Yeah, like <laughs> I've, I've accepted like, that Jay, in that case J. Cole's career is is based on not satisfying his fans. So, there's no way that that project is ever coming. I mean, high key though, if they're like in like 10 years if they come out with it and they're and they like are still at their Dude, prime. Dude, they're both forty-five, dropping some. And, and I will be finally so drop that shit. I'll be tight. I don't know if that shit is he. No, I'm, I'll, no, I'll no. be. I'll be. I'll be tight when they announce it. But I'm gonna listen to it. Don't, don't it's gonna lie, get a listen. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's gonna. Get a listen. It's gonna get a listen. It's, it's gonna, gonna get a listen. Gonna, gonna, if that shit is he. Oh, easily. If that shit is he. Oh my god, I'm gonna apologize for all the slander I've delivered to those two niggas for not dropping that shit. I will apologize, but um, yeah, so. This has been The Cap, brought to you by Old Milk. That was episode 22. Thanks for listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening on. Thank you for listening. Once again, this is Upstate.com. Help us get that award. Me and RJ, we want to make our mothers proud. Please. Um, 
And RJ, do you have anything else to say to the good people? What up, good people? Um, nah, I ain't got nothing to say to y'all. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. On that note, we will be back for episode 23. He is having a blast over there. He will, we will be back for episode 23 next week. Thanks for listening once again. Uh, we are out.